This your boy, Jimmy L. Jones, formerly known in the streets of Atlanta as Mike Spade. I'm back. Yo, the published author of Hip Hop Made Me Do It. I'm chilling with the Cognac Boys, Fredo Davis, and my man, Ron the Don. If you don't know me, get to know me. Chiming in, what's up? Tuning into the Cognac Boys podcast. Thank you all for tuning in tonight, tonight, especially occasion. We here with my player pimp partner from ATL, ATL legend man, got they on author. You know what I mean? Uh casting agent back in the days in the ATL and uh what else? Uh and some other shit. <laughs> I, I had all that prepared for you, but this is my dog right here, man. My big homie. Got that gone. My brother, what you want? What you want, you want the old school name? I this right see. here, this episode is called "The Return of Mike Spade." Okay, he home now from a step. We're gonna get into some a deep ass interview with this brother, man. I'm happy he's back on the streets. You know what I mean? I was in college doing my thing. His brother picked me up seven four five, took me around the block, turned, telling me about credit way back then. You know wow, what I mean? Wow, showing wow. me credit cards. He was like, "This is what it's about." You know what I mean? I got a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? A lot of nice things. You know what I mean? So we're gonna get into that intricate details and all of that today on the Kanye Boys podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here with my brother. I'm Kanye Boy Fredo. I'm Kanye Boy Ron the Don. That's right. And we talked the best-ish and we had the best guest. So now that y'all tuned in, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff, let's get to the nitty-gritty. Our guest right here today is Mike Spade. Want to say the other name, too? Okay. The well, author name? Okay, well, um, we got um, Jimmy O. Jones, That's- former lifestyle it got me 13 years in prison. Um, mm. Mike Spade still a, a hot commodity in the street as far as um, the storyline and the narrative of the old things I used to engage in. You know what I'm saying? After being chastised, baptized, and brought back to the world, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's time to um, do some filtering and uh, take y'all back a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? For so y'all can understand what all the media rhetoric about and, and understand the truth of what Ashley went down because, you know, inquiring minds want to know. Oh, yeah. The return of Mike Spade. He's back, Mike ladies Spade. and gentlemen. You see how my man just did me with the suit, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I used to watch you dress. Tell me yeah. I used to watch you dress and finesse the streets out here, you know what I mean? And your, your day. We're going to take them all the way back to 2000s. Early 2000, was it? Man, 2000. That was the Slim Goody days, man. That was yeah, the yeah. Slim Goody days. Um, Back in 2000, um, late in the early 90s, mm-hmm. well, not late 90s, uh, right when Freaknik, yeah, Freaknik just made a comeback, yeah. You went mm-hmm. to Freaknik? Did you go to Freaknik? No, I went to all the Freakniks. Come on, man. Nah, did talk- you go to Freaknik? I'm like- back when they was getting butt booty ass nigga running down okay. the street. I'm back when they was raping okay. chicks in the alley. Wow. I'm back when they was selling pussy out the backseat of Broncos and all of that. Okay. You walk past the alley, got a girl with legs busted wide open. Niggas said twenty five dollars, nigga. You can hit that. Twenty five dollars. So yeah, but I'm saying it was just a freaknik thing. You know what I mean? So it was that, a thick jump too. Like you know, she was ugly or something. You said twenty five dollars. Yeah, I got the last freaknik tape. Okay. Trust me, bro. All right, so <laughs> twenty five. It was nineteen ninety six. You know, ain't had that back then. I was in college playing baseball. I was actually a star athlete during that time. Um, ace pitcher, but um, had a arrhythmia attack, meaning that I had somewhat of a heart attack at nineteen years old. I dropped out. I was on my way back to Miami, so I stopped in Atlanta because it was a it was a stayover in Atlanta for about holdover for about five hours. I walked to Peachtree Street, and it was the Bonner Brother Hair Show. 
I never forget nothing but black, beautiful people walking around. Now I'm from Miami. It's, it's multicultural. You got Haitians, Cubans, and it's hard to identify with the black Americans because you don't. Everybody speak a different language. Uh-huh. So I told, I called my mom. I said, "Mom, stand in Atlanta," and it was the beginning of the movement that kind of landed me in prison. But we'll, like we'll I call say, that the Mike Spade movement. Yeah, bro. you know, Mike Spade. tell him. Let me tell you something about Mike Spade. This was the illest. Casting agent back in the days. Candy Candy Girl Casting, was it? Candy was it? Girl Cap. Boy, you got a heck of a Come man. on, man, bro. I remember. Sure I remember your homework. Yeah, because <laughs> let me tell you something. Right. This brother don't remember, but I was a young cat in the game and I used to uh, mail all my packages out to LA and all that shit, New York and all that to the uh casting companies to get parts. I was standing behind him one day mailing off like a couple of packages or something. He had on a suit, and I was like, damn, I wish I had a suit. I remember light skinned dude. Uh, I think it was a black and white suit. I used to look good back in the day, y'all. I had some hair, all that good stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, brother, you still look good today. Only thing about it is you just sat down a little while. You came out. I'm going to tell you something. We're going to get you back to your regular self esteem. You hear me? Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're going to get you back the way you need to be. Don't let that little time shut you down mentally. You hear me? You're back on the streets. You ain't miss a beat. You know what I mean? Okay. We got you. That's what we're here. We're here to build self esteem. Black man, put you back on your feet and get you that confidence to walk around here, you know? You know what I mean? I learned this style from you. I ain't gonna lie. He said, I ain't never lost it. Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yo, we just, he, he said, he's hey, our hey, cue back. I ain't never hey, lost it. I'm putting it. I'm, hey, it's all I'm good. good. Hey, hey, man. I, I love it, man. I love it. But this right here, this is our little, on, you know. Show me his name. I'm just saying, man. Hey. But we're going to get to the nitty gritty, man. You know, you know, since they since they, they already said, you know, you went to jail for what, uh, what, what was it? Because uh, they got a lot of oh, different names for it. Oh, man. So, um, I was trying to go into the story before he cut me off. So I, I, I think, I think this, this, uh, we got enough money. time. This right here is ready, right here. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you look, if you look up Mike Spade, man, um, you're going to see a lot of ill ministry about who I used to be. And, uh, the media had fun with me, man, because, um, I, I gave a lot of people life. They called me the hip hop martyr. Literally, I was dealing with hundreds of celebrities and none of them got, um, indicted because they needed me to confirm that there was a somewhat of a change of um, money. And back in that day, it was a no snitch era. But in my book, Hip Hop Made Me Do It, it's very important that you read this book because I recognize that hip hop itself is a snitch. See, hip hop promoted people like me. Um, when I was locked up, they was repping the old me, my space. They rapped about me um, in music. Um, movie Hip Hop, um, Hustle and Flow was said to be a director's cut about me and my movement. Everybody know I had music on the radio back then, mixtapes. Uh, they mentioned rappers. I was on stage with the Jeezys and T.I.s and everybody. And um, so I had a heavy movement back then. But um, when I got incarcerated, it was questions. I could have pulled a Heidi Fleiss and I could have told on hip hop like she told on Hollywood. Let's but get to the meat of the, the subject. What they lock you up for, brother? I'm trying to get that. I want so, you to so, give so, it to them. So, so mining, you know, um, and my company, Candy Girl Casting, um, they said that one of the charging elements was extortion of extension of credit because I was luring women into the strip club game. So the, the reality of it is, is that once we shot tip drill, the whole game changed. And I was a part of that movement. Um, what we began to do was we began to start to use <clears throat> strippers and put strippers in music videos. So mm-hmm. the trajectory of the weight class of women changed from um, the numerical trajectory from 36, 24, 36 to 38, 24, 45, 
45. That's so a lot of people way going to get the past. history today. So it's just not going to be about me and what happened and what the media say and what actually happened concerning mm-hmm. sex trafficking video models. These wasn't average women that were supposedly being trafficked or solicited or um, engaging in somewhat of self-solicitation through um, stripping. Um, it is true that I felt all my sisters, and I'd like to take this time to let you know that uh, women should not be subjected to any type of um, modernization when it comes to a man appreciating who they are and honoring them as a wife, a sister, or a daughter. You know what I'm saying? So um, you also need to understand that back in my day, that was culture. You had um, 50 Cent. Um, yeah. I don't give up what you say about me because mm-hmm. you can't get a dollar out of me because I'm a P-I-M-P. You don't even so want to say have, the word. You, no you have pimp cuts. You had pimp, uh, pimp cuts back in the day, was, yeah. um, which was proffered by your boy Lil John, who was, you know, mm-hmm. my people. Uh, you, you, you also had um, Pimp Squad Click. Yeah. When I got arrested, everybody switched gears. Everybody got scared. They hid. They changed from pimp, um, pimp squad clip to grand hustle. This is how effective my incarceration was to the hip hop community. Uh, spring blank. It was said that I had models and I was engaging in that was the first charging elements. Spring clean shifted to West Palm Beach because of my incarceration. You know what I'm saying? Um, they immediately closed up shop in Daytona. You know what I'm saying? And um, there were some people that was mentioned in the case who are celebrities. Some of them actually work right now on the radio Can station. And um, I'm not saying any names because I'm not a big You know this is the Kanye Boys podcast. I, 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 you know, either I, you can name names I, or I, leave I, them irrelevant. I, I, you know what I mean? We're going to filter in an unapologetic. We're going to have a part two. Okay, because if you want to name names, go ahead. Yeah. Wait, no, 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 because you got your documentary coming out. So you just give them a little bit. That's gotta, cool. Gotta but what they lock you up for, Mike? Yeah. No, My they, boy. They say, I, I was pimping the model. Pimping? Pimping pimpin 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 the model. You hear me? It ain't yeah. easy. That ain't no easy task, man. How, you, hey, how many hoes do it take to get rich if you don't mind me asking? Hey, man. Um, it's kind of funny, man. You know, I mean, yeah. like, you know, not funny that I got rich from it. but it's, You it's got wealthy, of, nigga. You just get rich. It's kind of funny because I'm, I'm sitting with this comedian. Because <laughs> I got to get okay, to Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to ask you, the, the listeners. Can I laugh? Can I laugh? Can I have a little fun? Let's go. Because society want me to be ostracized, marginalized. They want to point the finger. But my community, uh, they understand that that was a part of um, culture. It was an erroneous culture. But yeah. the reality of it is, um, yeah, I was a millionaire at the time from doing what I, I was doing. I knew like hell you were. You know what I'm saying? And, um, what, you had an eight-car Calvary? <laughs> come on. Come on, man. You, know, and, you um, had that 745 when niggas ain't even know about it. And then when you got people <laughs> like... Um, Let's say Michael Jordan um, patting you on the back. Let's just say that, and that's the far as I. He was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, because you know I gotta, I gotta, I gotta unleash that what is embedded in me. Because I, I was gonna say something. Hip hop is a snitch because it promotes the drugs that's in the street. Yeah, always. The people go get it. The police are listening. And then they begin to name drop the people that's selling the drugs. Yeah, and they, they and they're working hand in hand with the police. They lead our kids astray too with right. hip hop. You know what I mean? They tell them the latest drugs. So when you do speak on that, the kids learn the latest drugs from the songs. You know what I mean? All that stuff, you know. And the listen, it. man, let me tell y'all something right quick. I don't mean to cut y'all off okay. and stuff, but you talking about the kids. That, yeah, that's true. But yeah. listen, I, I back when I was coming up, they was doing the same shit to Al Green. No, it, Reefer was no, the only drug back like then. My mom Reefer. and them, they were li- the shit they were listening to ain't had nothing to do with that. We learned from them. 
So oh, cause like, they were smoking reefer. I remember no, that. I'm just that saying, like all the same stuff cigarette. that they say that hip hop is telling kids, we learned that from from adults before they was even listening to watching hip-hop. adults. But you should do no. They was we was listening. You was listening. Listening. Yeah, because they said do as do as what they say to the kids. I seen me being uh, a born again Christian, it was kind of devastating. But me going through the prison system and um, seeing people convert and divert to that type of culture, yeah, and, and seeing dudes with gold teeth and 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 swole up and had had a, a, a gangster status quo in the street conforming to their surroundings. It's kind of amazing because so so what I what I've learned to do is just say to understand that everybody got their own walk and talk. But the reality of it is, man, is that me walking with the stigma that I'm walking with because I got I got my my community. They see me as a I used to be a celebrity to the celebrities. I mean, am I am I yeah. right or wrong? Yeah, I remember. So so, so so mind you, I come back home. I'm still VIP everywhere. But the reality yeah. of it is, the people that don't know me. You know what I'm saying they they have they love you and watch right you. right they gotta go they go to media and what media get them it, it kind of dress it up they can't approach me with it everybody you know on here know they know my people's know that follow us and listen and watch us we know that the television tell lies and that newspaper the and they don't got nothing positive to say about no black man that's about to go to jail or that's fighting that court system but now nah, with black men it ain't they no will dismetrify your image as Don it ain't, King it ain't no forgiveness for black men no it ain't. You know this is, this is one of the best uniforms to have That's and the hardest one to wear. I tell you, you hear me? So, you know what I mean? It's an honor and a pleasure. About, we support each other, though. So you know, right. you know what's amazing about hip-hop? Hip-hop supports. Like, I'm, I'm going to give you a perfect example. So you got Biggie. Biggie used to beat on Faith, right? Did he? And Lil' Kim. And, and Lil' Kim, right? But, he beat on Lil' Kim, but, too? But guess what? Um, you got the man in, in Congress that was repping him on his last birthday. Um, I forget his name, but there's a brother that's in Congress who had the whole caucus and, and 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 all the bureaucrats in the congressional seat celebrating Biggie for his birthday. Mm-hmm. But he was a woman beater. Yeah. All mm. right. So you got um my man Pac, who I got a chance to meet. If you read my book, I got a chance to meet Pac back when I was um 16 years old. Yeah. And Pac literally told me, go get this book Hip Hop Made Me Do It. it it's a curriculum for your kids too, because it's really breaking down the ministry of hip hop and how I became hip hop word term flesh. They talked about it, I rap about it. These same rappers that I used to look up to became my customers. Little. It's called what? Hip hop made me do it. And you good? What is on? Tell them. Tell them where to get it. I, okay. Hip hop made me do it on Amazon. Amazon. On Amazon. I'm gonna set you up with a, a audio book. Hip hop made me do it too. on Amazon. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mike Spade. We got a format and a new Y'all platform check coming. That book out. It's your audio so, book too. So it was kind of amazing. So these people becoming my customers. Um, I did Nas bachelor party when he got married to. Khalees, oh, literally wow. in 05. You know what I'm saying? That so went to hell real quick. I, 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 I was summoned to, to do that. So Nas and Khalees? So, so mind you, um, I got a lot of history in hip-hop. And, and now it's time for me to family speak. And the reality of it is, I was like, who better than to chop it up with my man who I used to pick up and let him ride oh, Fredo Davis. They no when longer a, call me Food Stamp because he's going to call me Food yeah, Stamp. Back in the day, when it was food stamp, yeah, had know, a long on dreads on Comic View, and, and, and you know, and it's kind of it's kind of cool to, to to see people um transcend. I've been going for thirteen years, thirteen years, 13 brother. Years, man. A lot has changed. Right. I'm surprised you ain't come out with a beeper. Man, I'm a caveman. Hey, I'm a caveman who, right who they uh made hustling flow about? Yeah, this, this is this is like see, like when uh, I was doing hey, my, when I was doing my research about this, you know, what I mean, the hey, locking man. you up. It's all different kinds of uh. 
pimps out here and the, the kind of pimps that they glorify. Some of that stuff they did as far as the um, movies and stuff was made up. You know what I mean? But what I see in Atlanta, they had a thing called uh, Gorilla Pimping. And, uh, gorilla Pimping. Gorilla Pimping. Strong and all. Strong it, ain't, it ain't by choice. It's by force. It's by force. So, you know what I mean? Okay. I like that one. It ain't by yeah. choice. It's by force. Damn right. <laughs> and that was Batman back in the day when he made the news because he was he um, Batman kidnapping bro. You guys don't know who Batman is. Um, Batman is now serving 30 years. He probably did about 15 years on his 30 year sentence. Mm, and, yeah. Um, yeah. What it, about Red? Because when, um, when I used to come to Club Kaya, I see these brothers on block to block. And I like the pimps. Actually, I'm talking about Red used to always wear. All red suits, red hat. Right. So red, out, red so with gorilla pimp. So you was a gorilla pimp. Uh, man, Tell what kind they, of pimp, what kind of form. <laughs> this, this was this was a funny part about it. I never considered myself a pimp. Matter of fact, we was in the JT Money video that it I wasn't. that I cast it right. <laughs> so let's get this first and foremost straight. I was a casting agent. Yeah. So I'm not, it would be no Black China if it wasn't for me. Okay. Hold up, watch this. Black China did not work for me. However. Black China was a stripper that became a what? A video vixen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Platforms for, for strippers, it didn't exist until I introduced strippers to the world. I got introduced to that by Luke, who I wanted to be when I came to Atlanta. I became the Luke of Atlanta. Luke was the first person to put strippers in this music video. So I took that blueprint and I brought it to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I began to put strippers in music videos. Did they do what Luke dancers used to do? Who? Did His jump? Yes. Yeah, boy, you missed this era. Okay. I'm talking about the yeah. atrium. The atrium used okay. to be damn near 24 hours, yeah, I bro. I've seen the Luke, so Luke dance. They every girl, <laughs> every girl oh, by man. the pool. Every girl by the pool. I used to be in all the after hours. Every girl by the pool was on the Candy Girl casting. Yeah. Right. So, you know what so I mean? here's the thing. So, um, being that strippers had no platform, music videos gave them a platform. So they became bigger than porno stars because porno stars had DVDs. Mm hmm. Strippers, you had to go to the strip club to go see strippers. Yeah. So putting women in music videos was something that me, Kellen Brown, and Chicago Chris did. Chicago but Chris. What up, they, homie? They came to me because I was a casting agent, not a director. Yeah. So being an agent that I had all the women. Directors deal directly with talent. Uh, with directors. So they cast and, and the casting director. That's where that word comes from. On yeah. um, casting director, because they're actually merging with directors to facilitate. The need of women, so they do casting calls. I'm one of the casting agents because I had all the major yeah. video women that were literally um, casted during that era, which was the video vixen era. There's no more video vixen. We had 106 and Park. These women was getting played in heavy rotation. Um, these, um, uh, 106 and Park on BET. BET uh, Uncut. MTV One, MTV Two, BET Uncut. Yeah, you know what I'm on. saying? Uh, MTV Jam. So, 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 this is the era of the Esther Bastards, the Cecilia like, Ward, like? the Michelle Styles, the, um, the, the Tay Hackers, no, um, all, all the Bucky Johnson, Shay Johnson was a, was, um, a, so during that era, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these women were actually under either me, Bucky. Chicago Chris, or Kellen Brown. Yep. I'm the one that brought the stripper dynamic to the game. Mm -hmm. So, so, so it, it's kind of crazy that. Um, Amber Rose, they owe me a thank you, but I, I don't want it because I feel like what it did, it introduced a lot of these young girls to desire at 18 years old to become strippers as soon as they got out of high school and not go to college. Hey, can we say you know something saying? too? Uh, some of them belong in the strip club. Rest in some peace to uh, Black, Black China. Black China lost her life <laughs> behind that nightlife. <laughs> that nightlife, right, right or wrong? Said, Black China was the, um, the shorty that was in a lot of videos. Last video I saw him was uh, What You Know About That, directed by Chris Robinson. 
Uh, I think she was in there uh, pushing weights. So somebody was lifting weights in Who? the video. Uh, Black China. She died in a car accident one night after the club. Now, you're not talking about Black China from Black Kardashian. China. You're talking about China. Um, yeah, a, a, yeah the other yeah. little young shorty. Other little young. Yeah, but rest of her. So, so her notoriety wasn't as grand as um, Black China, but she was a yeah. video visiting during that time. So, yeah. Yeah. Black China so, hit a lick. We so, talk about them BMF nights too. You know what I mean? Oh, you can't man. let them let them go. At, at the atrium, the after hours, the official after hours, right. the great times we used to have by the pool. They put a pool in the atrium. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, a club in a, uh, a club with a pool in it. No, yeah, literally, like in the middle of the dance floor. It's crazy. After hours, bro. Yeah, so, One or two BMF coming there, buy a hundred bottles. They were buying all the bottles. Uh, and Crystal was popping back then, mm-hmm. right or wrong. You Crystal, know what I mean? Um, this one we used to hit three clubs in one night. Visions. Right. You know, HM, all that. Hey, you know what? Shout out to um everybody, all the promoters in Atlanta. It's kind of crazy because a lot of these um brothers, man, uh K Bachi, uh Smurf, uh K Bachi from Love and Hip Hop. Shout out to um, Smurf. Smurf, Smurf, Smurf World. World. Uh, you know, um uh, man, uh my man G, Young Money, uh, uh billionaires. Um uh, um uh, man, Dino, Metro Boys. Dino. Uh, man, um uh, I could keep going on and on, man. Um my man Alex. Get one. Shots. Yeah, yeah. He showed me love as soon as I came home. My man, Numor, um, over there at the yeah. Gold Room. You know what I'm saying? Uh, everybody's showing me love, yeah, man. Everybody still and, got uh, love for you, bro. I, 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 need you to, I need the people to understand that um, when there's correction, there's perfection. So, mind you, if I went through a 13-year bid in uh, Southwest Terry from BMF, my Christian brother, so mind you, it was funny. I'm going to show y'all a story real quick. So I'm on the yard. We had Coleman, um, Coleman um, in Florida. And um, mm-hmm. I still got all these women coming to see me. You know, the officers confused. They like, yo, don't they know you're a pimp? They can look you up. And all these women just coming to see me. He wasn't a pimp. He uh, was a casting right, agent. But that's the, funny part. That that's the funny part about it. So you want to share? M- mind you. No, I'm good. I'm good. I, know. I always got off. Hey, so Southwest Terry, I tell him, I say, hey, man, you want me to... Um, get some women to come visit you. He said, if it ain't my daughter, I'm good. Now, this is dude worth $320 million. Y'all know the BMF stories and all that. Y'all hear a lot about Meech, but you don't hear a lot about Southwest because he's so humble. I didn't do any interviews, although I was summoned by a, 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 about I'm a, a, a hundred, a hundred media outlets, but I wouldn't give an interview. But this is Southwest Terry. So Southwest Terry gave his life to Christ and, um, it humbled me because that's when I said, if I could humble myself and stop having all these women, same thing that sent me to prison. And for the last five years of my incarceration, I began to change. And, uh, yo, man, you know, for all the people out there who want to get a little change. See, they thought I was going to just keep it 100 and take you to the street. Now, I'm going to take you to the street, but I'm going to take you through the street. And if I could bring you out of some of the elements of the street. And we comedy relief. Yeah. I'm going to let you know. I ain't going to let you get too serious. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> yeah, it won't all this shit until you went to jail. Now this nigga all prolific and shit. Right. I'm like, damn, oh, this, song, is, yeah, yeah. this ain't the mic. I know this nigga <laughs> named Jimmy right here. Yeah. This yeah. the yeah. Jimmy. Right. Jimmy Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of great nights, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> a lot of great nights. We got we got a caller want to chime in politic with you and catch up right quick too. Okay. This is a young and it used to be with you in I cause I took my brother for the summer every summer. He wanted to holler at you right quick. We're gonna let a caller chime in. Hope he got good internet, because once you start buffering, we do lose you. My little brother Marco out of Virginia, man. He about to chime in right now. Okay, for sure. <laughs> That's yeah, Brian Brady came with China. Yo, that go Mike Spade, bro. Yo, what's, what's up, up boy? What's up, fool? What's up, we got? 
He yeah. he did 10, you did 13. Oh, man. And I got other half other half of my family doing 13, 15, 23. Niggas coming home. You know what I mean? 17. Like, well, we need to put some zeros in that. Turn that to a check, man. Man, you ain't <laughs> lying yet, boy. That's too yeah. many. That's too many. Yeah, but you man. know what I mean? What's up? You back now, huh? Shit, back, man. The fans will make you ass think about <laughs> everything again. They make sure they get a greater understanding out you. Uh-huh. They give you numbers that a person never think about doing. You know what I mean? Look, all and at the end of the day, it, it, it matures me as a dog faster, you know, with the political aspect of it. And, and, and have you really guessing out what's 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 more beneficial or tangible in life for your will being in existence? And a lot of the shit they put out is toxic for us. So, oh yeah, you know, the setup. When you're around people, you you you're dealing with individual groups or social social status, like you said. Yeah, governing ourselves with the women, governing ourselves with the alcohol, governing ourselves with the narcotics. Mm-hmm. It, it helped you really. Uh, Assess the situation better than what we normally doing because we caught up in the hype or the moment of a thing. You know what I mean? So that's what I wanted to chime in and say. It, it, it helped me really look at life from a different perspective because you got a, a people that have no check and balance with them, but you got to check and balance yourself and not allow others or get caught up in the wheel that they they, say they set up out here for us. It's called a trap. It's, it's just mm-hmm. slight different. Like, you know, we went through my speed, goddamn rats, this, rat, that. You got to send your man up top. You got to do this. You got to go to lieutenant's office or you can't come on this yard because you affiliated with them, even though we know your paperwork's great. So it's, 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 it's crazy. Like, and hey, you these see what people you just don't said? out yeah. here in the world don't know nothing about none of that. No, nah, they wouldn't because ain't nobody going ain't nobody gonna look into that. And then every hustler don't think he got a date. You know what I mean? Or, or, or if he ain't going to retire or change up his well-being, the better his future life, he got to sit down. You know what I mean? Because you know why? Because everybody's trained from watching that first 48. It's, it's okay to snitch. It's okay to tell a nigga, don't go do that time by yourself or whatever. They they brainwashed our people and they played that shit over and over on TV. A lot of people wasn't paying attention, but it was messing up nigga's psyche to go in there and tell. Even if you ain't did nothing, you was looking for some justification so they wouldn't include you in that. But once you black and you brown somebody that did something, you were, uh, uh, what's that, associate to that shit? Affiliate or something? Accessory. Accessory to that crime. Regardless, if you sitting in the car, somebody go murder somebody and run off with a sack, a bag or something, you accessory. You feel me? And a lot of brothers get caught up in that stuff. Like you don't have to say nothing. You're you're, you're guilty until proven innocent. A lot of people don't know, and then you don't have to say nothing. You know what I mean? Everything they say when they pull you over, everything you say will be used against you in the court of law. It's it's a part part of the dog and the pony show. Like all this shit is constructive fraud. They've been running constructive fraud on the people for. Since 1933, when Frank D. Roosevelt set in the emotion, but that's another story. Nigga, that's us. You know, um, it's just that we really have to do reading. Like we really got to evaluate what's important to us and be the best at it. We post a master every stage of life with anything we encounter. Yeah, yeah I mean, like y'all be in comments, you supposed to have your craft to the point where you can damn near wake up. And, and, and entertain somebody that joke. You know what I mean? We gotta find what our passion is in life as far as what we don't mind getting up for. You know, people go to work every day despising themselves and hating things and this, that, and third. Then you need to find your purpose or find a, a new angle at life because 
this is is it's more counterproductive to your existence because stress, strokes, heart attacks, all this dumb ass shit come about because you don't want to be in this place and your blood pressure keep going up and down and before you know it, you're the crew. You know what I mean? So you hey, gotta you, really look at what's going on. Yeah. Hey, you you know what? It was kind of amazing because you was locked up. So you talked about people having to go up top, paperwork, this, that, and the other. Now, this is the crazy part. I'm gonna take you to the system real quick. So, okay. So you got you got dope dealers, you got um child molesters, you got well people who got sex offenses, you got uh people who uh That's what they call it? they got their own car. They got their own not, car in the field. So watch this. So, now I must go, they got their own car. Hold on, so watch this. So you got mm-hmm. you got um the the the, the uh, swipe life dudes, defraud people. Yeah, yeah. You got you got all these different people, right? Uh-huh. But you got different cars, like you got Georgia car, you got this car, you got that car, you got a Christian car. You got this, that, and the other. Now, you depends, got a Christian the, car? Christian car, yeah. Oh. Hey, they probably they probably the coldest car. You know why? Because you can't mess with them. Like, What's a car? Just, what do you, you mean? So that? cars is groups. You okay. understand? So 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 you know you got um you got the Muslim car. You got this breaks down the religious this mm. religious sex. Everybody got their sex. Yeah. You got okay. you got the blood scripts, all that stuff, right? Mm. So now the, the the worst person you could be in prison is a person with a sex offense, right? Mm. I'm trying to tell you. So the worst person. The worst person you could be, that's worse than like a snitch. Mm-hmm. But they kind of equate. What it was. A so, rapist. Right? so watch this, right? So I got a pimp case, right? But you know me from the street. I'm a knockout artist. Yeah. So now, you, now you, you, you know the history of me. Yeah. So when I come in, I had to knock a couple dudes out, literally. Yo, yo, go holler at the shot caller. This, that, another, woo, woo, woo. So the yeah, shot knock caller. knock your ass out, too. <laughs> If, if Jeezy's shooting a video, I could do a casting call and 500 women show up. And um, I was popular for being known for the dude that had all these women that had, name some of the cars these shits was driving. Uh, Anything from the Benzes, so, Beamers, so, 745, so Hinder, whip, White on White, they follow me all black. with these whips. And these women, I'm saying, look, these women strip. A Calvary. You I'm had saying, a Calvary car. I'm saying these women strip. Yeah. So these other women would literally say, oh, well, I need to get money. I'm saying that's the only way you could be a part of what I do. And that's why I fell at because the government said that women that wanted the model, I lured them into the strip and sex industry. I read that. But the reality of it is, it, they're actually true. It's true. I lured them in because I was actually a casting agent. Yeah. So these women came to model, but they were enticed. The charging elders was enticed, induced, and coerced. So they say, I say, I didn't get anybody drunk. Induced. That's what induced is. No, they, they, say your lifestyle, they say your lifestyle was intoxicating. Mm. Your lifestyle, they, they charge my, you with that? They say my lifestyle was so intoxicating that these women felt overwhelmed to come and to, to be a part of the modeling game. And when I sat down in prison and I start and I stopped was being upset, I was like, you know what, man? They just made it in charge. Yeah, they made it in charge. But I said, you know what, man? I say, well, when, when you look from an ethical standpoint, I led my sisters who wanted to model into that game, although they were enticed because they wanted to be a gold digger. They wanted to... You get what I'm saying? They wanted that lifestyle. Watch this. Who's a pervert, people? Watch this. This is deep. And my sisters, if you're listening, this is very important. You know what I'm saying? So when you get ready and you start adjusting yourself, fixing your breasts and lifting your chest up, um, putting on your lipstick, and you start looking at your little butt, this, that, and other, yeah. when you show your cleavage and somebody who's undesirable, let's say a funny-looking dude come up and say, baby, what's up? And you get irritated and be like, yo, get away from me. You wanted to attract that person but not him you wanted to attract the dude with the bentley the mike spade the lamborghini 
boom, boom, boom. That's who you really BMF want. Niggas. But you got the other people coming through hollering at you. So who's the pervert? Is it those people or is it you that triggered the pervert? You said you are what you attract sometimes. So $40. So my whole thing, if you had your cleavage showing, you wanted some type of attention that I'm going to give you. Walking with your head down. You got an issue. I'm going to address it. I want to know what's going on. You walking fast. You got somewhere to go. I'm not messing with you. I'm not chasing you. If you're looking around, you want some attention. These, just the social science of life that I knew about. So it was easy for me to meet you and bring you into the fold. So they said, hey, you used to actually You said looking me. down. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. means low self-esteem looking or something. Down, low something or their minds are well. Uh, so dude uh, just uh, broke they their heart. Through something. So if yeah, they're yeah. looking uh, not everywhere, they want attention. They, they want to approach. So that's why today, what I got in my phone, beautiful women, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got all of you because I approach people. Hey, how you doing? My name, and people don't do that. Right now, society is based upon social media. Um, they're cowards. They 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 won't take rejection, so they press press like. And if you like them back on the day, it's like mm-hmm. cool. If not, they keep it moving and they keep liking liking. Yeah. But you got somebody like me, a funny looking dude, that mm-hmm. walk up to you and say, "Hey, blah blah, how you doing? This that and the other." Guess what they do? Wow, wow! Because they're not today's society guy. is not used to communicating upon face-to-face relations. So if you see a chick on her phone, what should you do? If what now? Like you see a chick, you know how the chick be on their phone and stuff like that. That's right? everybody in the club. See, now see, see, like when you go talk to them and stuff like that, dude, they they feel like, wow. This dude belonged in this seat because that was probably one of the most prestigious questions that you could ask based upon what we're talking about. A person that's in their phone. Today, that's society. Everybody's walking with their head now in their phone. Right, mm-hmm. so that simply means that you just got to keep moving, man. Oh, okay. There's it, it, no way you can break somebody out of what they're doing to get them to entertain you. Now, uh, they, that's because they brainwash. Okay. Now, the awesome part about it now about the phone thing that they can flip the strip and turn the phone on you and record you and say, "Hey, this person's stalking you. Look at this guy and post yeah. you." The whole mm-hmm. game has changed, so it's like a. You worried about that? Yeah. So the game is different. So I can understand why a lot of these brothers don't approach women because back in the day, we'll walk across the street. Hey, let me holler at you. I'm thinking myself like, yo, like, cause you know how yourself tell you a lot of shit. So I like might see a chick on her phone and be like, yeah, she whatever. And I'm like, yo, but she on her phone. So that's always a rule I got. Like, man, keep it moving. So you know see, what I mean? see, so not, I was right. Now, you youngins out there. Not me. I'd be like, hey, stupid. Hey, watch this. You're see, passing up your future over here. They, they crafted with that phone, man. Now, watch this. So, so that's the that funny phone. part about it. Hey, call your people and tell them to listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Because right now, boys. you're getting something that you'll probably never get again. And, and just lame. They don't even know. These, they, these they dudes are broad. They're so yeah. broad with the show that they put me on the show. Right now, Media is scared of me because I'm free. They wanted to interview me while I was locked up for they could change my words around, but now yeah. I'm free. Mm-hmm. So now they get a chance to hear the substance of how I was able to move. What was in the mind of, set of a person that was accused of sex trafficking? This is yeah. the first time you don't get it. I did a couple more interviews, but a person getting on the inside mind of a person that was charged with sex trafficking. They're trying saying? to give you a life for that, right? Huh? Life? That's, that's I was facing life. I was facing 14 life sentences. And, they um, gave Joe the, Lord, the Lord told me to become my own lawyer. But you guys who don't believe in the Lord, man, I feel bad for you. But it, it man became his own lawyer. So, so, so I became my own lawyer. And little did I know, and you, you want to hear the story without interruption. Right. So, it might be somebody out there um, that's listening that may go through this in the future, and I hope you don't. But um, I became my own lawyer. 
And um, when I became my own lawyer, God told me I had two major lawyers. I had Bruce Harvey and I had Xavier Dix, um, Bobby Brown's lawyer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I had two expensive lawyers. He said, get rid of them. And, and you'll say, well, how did you hear the Lord? Um, can a parrot talk? Yeah, parrot can yeah. talk. Oh, that's kind of deep, but you don't believe that God can talk. All right, cool. But uh, yeah, how I believe did, God can hold, talk. Hold on, I'm just saying people in general don't believe that God can talk. You got your conscious and you got your subconscious. Your subconscious telling you that you can't. Your conscious telling you that you can't. Yeah. So you think devil's telling you that you can. Now he's telling you that you can. It's your subconscious. The lower threshold of your consciousness, your mindset, your cerebral capacity. So watch this now. It's funny. He used to hang with me in my car. We never used to have more than five minutes of conversation. He'll tell you that. We're, I we rock a block. I, I speak so quick and then I shut up because I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to keep to myself. Yeah. But I was a very intelligent person. I just misused my gift. My gift you, you still myself, all that stuff. So mind you, all I'm going to say is this. I became my own lawyer. And because I was so incoherent at trial, I played guilty on the second day. And they allowed me the second day, not the first day, not three weeks before trial. I was so incoherent. So God said, be your, your own lawyer. Because if I had two lawyers, I went through the trial case and caught the what? The life. The life sentence. So God wanted to preserve me. So, you know, um, now I'm, I'm 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 doing things on a whole nother level, man. Um, yeah. Try to secure that women don't go through um, some of the things that they went through by allowing themselves to go through because they look up those men. That is just point blank, period. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of a lot of women they claim independence, but even if you look at the word she, yeah. you you cut off the s's or what? Mm-hmm. Oh, but I mean, who got more letters in the word? He, a she. I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, 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 but we come from a woman. You get what I'm saying? We come from a woman, woman come from a man, so God's so perfect that he made it to the point that if we can't understand and entertain each other, but back in the day, a woman, you know how they look? They look like Benjamin Franklin. People used to ask me. Women did look like <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> they look like Everybody looked the same. So they, so they used to tell me, they said, hey, they said, they said, how, they said how did you be with so many beautiful women and not fall in love? Everybody looked like Ben. They looked funny to me. Yeah. They looked like green guys. Like, for real. They looked like green guys. And um, and it was easy for me to not look at anybody and fall for them because I felt like we had a mission to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, so do you believe in, like, uh, like you know, the... the uh... The standards, the standards of relationships today, like man, uh, a man got a, a wife and all that type shit, like one woman and all that family man type shit. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a question. I, I like this dude right here, man. This dude right here. Hey, so watch this, right? So if you're not a, if you if you without a woman in a mm-hmm. relationship, what do you do for love? Like when you want to feel love and appreciation, what you do? You go do what? Go out. Ah. <laughs> all right. So y'all heard that, people. A lot of people in the club, they lonely. But you can't find love in the what? Club. Oh, club. Man, it's impossible. You could network in the club. You could do whatever you want to do in the club. You could, And it's sad because, right, in our days, we could go up to a chick, put our hand on a butt and talk to her. Do that now, you're going to get punched in the nose. Nah, you know what what get or or you're going to get The meet girls you. get to touch on the asses now. So now all the women are dancing on each other. Back in our day, yeah, men. They touch each other pussies what, what, and everything. What, 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 so we used to dance on women back in the day. Yeah. Man, you gonna not see that in Atlanta to a woman and a and a guy dancing on each other. You know why? Because it look perverted now. Mm-hmm. Now look, they gonna think you're a pervert because hey. you you go behind the chicken star hunting. Not to yeah. cut you off, yeah. ain't no club set up to dance no more. Everybody VIP. If you ain't noticed, every yeah. club got the same setup: two bottles or they emailing yeah. you. All right. of this and that is already two bottle minimum. All this, you know what I mean? 
And bottles what? If you could go to the liquor store and get it for forty five dollars, you go to the club, pay three hundred, two fifty for it, which is stupid to me. And then all the clubs set off with the hookahs. Fuck they hookahs. Gotta, they gotta pay for their uh their liquor license. Man, that's some bogus ass <laughs> shit. But every club set up for everybody to be VIP. Everybody ain't VIP. You know what I mean? Some niggas got to go you half. half and, and, don't nobody look at it. They selling you an ounce of goddamn liquor for ten dollars. They not selling you shit. All that liquor stepped on out here. They giving the poor people the poor liquor, nigga. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm a drink. I go in the club, I'm like yo, what the fuck is this? And you know me, I send that shit back. Well, I knock it on the bar. I don't give a fuck. Man, I remember back in the yeah, day. Go in there, open up the bottle. Hey, yeah, open the bottle. Open that bottle right there, bro. Pull me a shot from that bottle. Back I make in, them do that. Back in the day, um, it was so ridiculous, man. And when I was, and, and hopefully you guys feel comfortable enough for me telling the truth now man, and going back in the history. I'm talking to the listeners right now. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all with me, but um, I remember going to the club and um, um, wh- whoever it was. Um, they're yelling out my name, Mike Spade in the building. And the women are just start flashing their breasts. <laughs> women I don't know will start flashing their breasts. And I remember having so much power back in the day that if a woman don't flash their breasts and I know them, I say, I tell the security, kick them out. That's one of mine. <laughs> and I was so messed up back then. I tell, I tell the security guard, if it's a chick that I tried to holler at, she want to holler at me, that's one of mine, kick her out. And, um, you know, I, I think about all that stuff back in the day, man. A lot of people... They don't want to clean out their closet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm airing it out because the reality of it is not who I am no more. But I just remember how the club scene, how they used to call me the king of the night like back then. And then I remember me them coming over too. And i never forget this, man. One of the ch- A lot of the chicks that I used to already been dealing with started running around after them. You know, beautiful women. And they I, had plenty of money to give away. Plenty. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was Give like, away. And I said, man, who is this dude, Meech? That's my city. Coolest, humblest dude you ever want to meet. Good dude, right? So they said, man, they said, man, that man here, man. And that's all I heard. Next thing you know, money dropping out of helicopters. And that was the um, Make It Rain movement. Mm -hmm. That was the first time. Now, the first person I ever saw Make It Rain for real was Shorty Red from um, Shorty Shorty Red, Red, the uh, producer. What's up, Shorty Red? I just watched his his, uh, Beat Bangers. You just watched his what? An interview. He had an interview on, uh, what is it? What is it? 90, 93, what's that shit? 90, 937 or something? Shorty, Shorty Red showed me a lot of love uh, when I went out to uh, uh, yeah, I know on the West Coast. He showed, he showed a lot of love, though. He was a good brother. We came back from the... Man, Shorty Red came up in the Jazz Tuesday. I was like... Yeah, and that's, I, what, that's where he was at. Yeah, I was, was amazed was to see a young brother at that age, because I used to be on Art Nation, too. They interview all these brothers. Mm-hmm. You can go on YouTube and look it up. He the one gave me my old footage from... Our nation, when I needed an audition tape for BET, because I was next up for my own show on BET, uh, Hot Ghetto Mess. But they gave it to Charlie and Junk because they ain't never see me interact with people like uh-huh. that. You know what I mean? I had a lot of opportunities and stuff like that. That's neither here nor there. But that brother, Shorty Red, was a good brother. And I was amazed to see a young brother like that. We probably were about 17, 18, yeah, making uh-huh. beats like that yeah. and getting millions of dollars, Jeezy, at big old house on the hill. You know, his and her Benzes for him and his Shorty. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, so I, I, say, I say that dude life at um Jazzy Teams, and he felt like for Ooh. a bit, um, um, Shorty Red, Shorty Red, yeah, they mm-hmm. about to kill him one night, man. And uh, I saved his life, man. Now it, it's kind of amazing, man, and uh, that that how hip hop because this dude know a lot of the people that I know. We could talk about, we could go, we could go deep, and it's kind of amazing how this brother right here kind of stay relevant. All my young boys back in the day. They they up, they're doing positive things. 
You know what I'm saying? And um, they they stand in business, man. But you know that that old Atlanta versus new. I'm gonna say hands down, everybody that's augmentated right now, that's following these trends, um, that's 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 got their head down in their phone. If you're gonna be in your phone, let it make money for you. You know what I'm saying? You need to be doing something in your phone to the point where you generate some type of income. True, true. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all this um, Instagram browsing and, and all this other stuff. I don't have an IG. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, am I against it? Nah, I think it's a, the perfect platform to generate some wealth. You know what I'm saying? If, if you don't get um, caught up in trying to get the followers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people... It's all a business platform for me, bro. Social media, it's, it's, it's so... Like, they changed it up. Because, like, I'm going to tell you something. Big up to all the black people that came up off of social media. You know what I mean? These people work every tool, every device, every app on that iPhone thing till they got the way they got to go. And a lot of people got success off of social media, Country Wayne, Facebook, you know, DC Fly, Instagram. It took a team of people to keep reposting and sharing these brother videos to put them where they needed to be in life. You know what I mean? So, All right. From up. your era here in Atlanta, who is probably the, you would say, okay, from your era, mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm gonna say from your era, who's the coolest dude when you that you knew um, that was dealing with women in your era on the nightlife scene? Let's say in your era, somebody that stood out. Did anybody ever stand out? Because right now you bring sand to the beach. I'll call right now um, the Mike Spade era without the further furtherance of solicitation. Why I say that? Because now it's popular to bring people to women to the club and, and go to your booth with them. Yeah. But mm-hmm. these women, you know, you feel me? Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, who would you say doing that? cool time? like that now? Huh? You talking about who's cool like that now? Yeah, who's the, who Who you think the cool is when it comes to Everybody like, squared off, man. These niggas yeah. ain't, ain't nobody like that. that no, I'm saying for him right now. I mean, I wasn't really into the uh, whole night like that. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he wasn't on the same like us. We lived that shit. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, going in the house six, seven o'clock in the morning from leaving club kaya and shit like that on sundays and shit and have to go hunt furniture and shit and then go to school and all that shit like you know what i mean that was our hustle because we ain't you know what i mean touch none of that other shit like other niggas was moving we just dress fly you know what i mean we worked hell of a jobs and shit me drew q you know what i mean uh jamel all that's coming from debron shit so you know what i mean we was in that life coming from college and that's how we started partying being on the scene all the time and it's it's kind of funny man because like you got you got the people like you know what I'm saying like um who go to clubs now and and the women are hard to get to because they're in booths with people. You gotta wait till they go to the bathroom. Yeah. To like the club scene is really session off where no fighting. Like back in the day you might holler at somebody's girl because y'all in the mix of a crowd. You had yeah. dance floor. It's a shit the dance floor is over with. Yeah, yeah. It's everybody like everybody VIP now. Like, look at look at my business. Right, right. Then you go right, right. Look at my business. Right. And then you hear a song like that you won't hit her. No, you just the old school. Yeah, yeah. You just ain't even playing that kind of Everybody on their goddamn phones, bro. That party era, I don't know what the fuck to tell you about that. You know what I mean? I started to take y'all to some pictures in my phone, man. Yeah, some of the celebrity pictures, but yeah. I can't. Tell them about your book. Shout out to Princess, man. Nothing you buck, man. You know she still be around. Shout, shout, shout out to her. Nah, I'm saying I was just with her the other day. Yeah, she was at the bomb fight. Dark skin one. Yeah, she was at the bomb Hey, yo, what's the um, Tell the name of your book again. Two bottles just tuning in to the Kanye Boys podcast. No, real talk, real talk. This book is a mind blower, man. It's like a fire starter. Um, 
Hip Hop Made Me Do It. I wrote it while I was in prison, man. That's a good title, too. Hip Hop Made Me Do It. Um, Find it on Amazon. Um, That's the platform that's been so long. And uh, man, it's a good read. Um, It's going to go a lot deeper than what we had with this this two hours. But um, like I said, man, um, it's going to tell you about hip hop culture and how it shifted and what role I played in the shifting of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Um, some of the players, you know, my talk with Tupac, me, Chris Brown, um, when he was a young boy, um, on the presidential um, video shoot, it was the first video shoot that he was ever on, literally, a uh, rap video shoot anyway. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, uh, Lala Anthony coming to my house back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Lala. What kind of house did you have back then, brother? During the casting days, as we said. house? What kind of house you had? Uh, you know, I, I, had a, I had a pretty nice crib, man. You had a, you had a fucking mansion. What are you so shy and humble about, man? You could brag about that shit because it's over. It's done now. And yeah, now you be nah, building nah, yourself bro. to get back to it again. Hey, look, but that you know deal about the clothes going to really buy one then. You already huh? know. So, you know, I look forward to a documentary coming up. A yeah. big documentary. Um, we, might, we might do it on our own station. Um, Deliberation was an Oprah right now. Oprah, you know what I'm saying? So, uh no, we got some things going on, man. But I, I live the life, man. It's kind of funny, man. They say the way you um, gain this, the way you lose it. Believe it or not, for all the ladies out there, man, um, a woman got all my money, man. When I came yeah. into prison, she pimped me. So, 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 and, so um, it was, was kind of, it in a safe or was it in an account? Since nah, she had the code? I had accounts. Like, she Your did assistant. a little fraud thing and stole my money. And, um, Your funny. assistant. Yeah, she stole my money. So, um, easy come, easy go, baby. Yeah, you know, that's the funny part about it. The way she you got out of pocket, as we would say back in the days, right? Yeah, she pimped me, she pimped me from a good. She hung around she all the way to the end. Hey, she learned this, she learned this game and pimped them back. So yeah, it's yeah. kinda like karma, you know yeah, what I mean? There you go, karma. And every playboy get a daughter first, you know what I mean? You know? Something so, like that. So you know? how you feel about the dudes who get daughters anyway? No, I mean you're gonna get a daughter if you're a playboy, man. Like that. Huh? You know what I mean? It happens, man. It's like, hey, it's called karma. Yeah, man. You so, see, Luda named this daughter Kama. Yeah, it, it happened to the best of us, man, yeah. you know, uh, and the worst of us, you know what I'm saying? But uh, it make you a better man, I tell you that. But I can say one thing, man, going 13 years without a piece of... Uh, Nookie? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, the, you had to get your, crazy, had to get your man, pocket you know? pussy, what they call them in jail. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's the towel with the bag and the good Vaseline, and you hit a little wah, 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 wah. The CEO was going crazy, man. Hey, like for real, you still bro. had your 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 your, yeah, your yeah. confidence. See what it is is women love a confident black man. You gonna you know tell me about women? No, no, I'm saying I can you I can, I can, I can give you a little advice because because you, you know tell me about women. Let me tell you something, Mike. You, but confidence, hey, you humble now. You humble now. I want you to go on his IG and check the last couple chicks, and the baddest chick that you see within the last couple followers is gonna come from. My introduction. So, oh, yeah, yeah, so that's you, you, you still got the gift to gab. Hey, see me. I'm not into all of that. All I'm in is you into the money. Right now, I'm, not I'm not worried about the honey. I'm with the money. No, nothing for but my bankroll. And I'm all out of time, so I'm doing pretty fine. You hear me? Come on, man. I learned from the best of them. I stay out the way. Confidence can be a... Uh, some dudes have a confidence that look like a mash sometimes. No, no, no. Confidence is... Some it, women got it too. Some women do certain things you would you would think that's confidence. That that's don't confidence. don't confuse it with arrogance. Some people confuse your confidence with arrogance. This brother had the confidence of 
Of a God. Just simple as that. You gotta walk around here like that, man. But he had it. He had the money, the houses, the cars, everything that a black man needed at a young age to do whatever he say, and he could back it and do it. And he had to get that know-how. Y'all look for him on my documentary. Um, I'm gonna have a lot of celebrity uh, cameos talking about the old me. I, I can't edify my old me. The old it's you? not even the edification. It's more of a, just a, a truth. You don't want to give them give them no platform or nothing. No. Like what? Like what? You can't erase what you were, bro. No, no, you no. are a a, a a a part of this history in Atlanta, bro. Like no. you know what I mean? Like no, you, su- you supply a lot of entertainment. Yeah, but as it's I not for me to talk about. You know, exactly. many so, people don't know don't know that. This hustling flow stories about him. You get what I'm saying? That's but they can look it up though. Like they had to get they the can look it up. Somewhere. But we in the era with this, you got to tell them. Go to Google. They, they like, well, that's not trending. When, when you Google, yeah, when you Google me, you gonna see a lot of crazy rhetoric that I didn't defend myself on because I didn't feel necessary because I knew I was getting out at some point. Yeah. What's that and one then dude you're gonna that said that? The street saying the street saying that oh this dude. Welcome this? back. It, yeah, I'm back. The return of Mike Spade. Okay. I'm back. They got a new swag. Hey, shit, the new thing today is... It's safe to say you're square now. You're Christian, man, right? I, I love it, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Hey, y'all want some shifts real quick? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Kanye hey, boy, hey, man. Hey, watch we this. talk about everything. Hey, Unapologetic, unfiltered. You know what I so, mean? So we talk about the rappers and everything and, and, and just that and other. I'm going to take, take you back to John real quick. and I'm going I'm to give y'all this. This is the Christian aspect of me. So John was a rapper. Satan was rapping when he spit game to Eve in the Garden of Eden and manipulated her and, and brought it into the wisdom of this world. That's why they say wisdom is a she because the woman ate the apple first. She had wisdom. She saw a man naked first. She went back to the man, gave him the apple, and then he covered her and they covered each other. That's the deep part about it. So a woman literally got a chance to see a man nude. And then God's so perfect that he made it that a woman have a baby and get a chance to view the innocence of a baby in the nude first because the reality of it is Adam and Eve was in that innocence before they ate, and they didn't know they was new. So now I say, now John was a rapper when he said, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, without him, nothing was made that was made. And it was life and the life of the light of man and darkness. This man flowing back in the ancient days, man. Man spit like Eminem. Spit mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is a lot of this stuff that we don't think is cool is really cool. And a lot of stuff that we think is cool is really not cool. So what I figured out back in the day that because I was rebelling against God, I knew that God created the world with words. So I say, whatever I say, is going to turn into whatever I turn it into. And that's just the way it is. So when you speak life to somebody or you speak death to somebody, you tell somebody they're ugly. You know what I'm saying? They're going to take it to the bank and start checking themselves in the mirror. If you say somebody beautiful, they're going to feel beautiful. And I chose to speak to a woman back in the day and she got naked. So I fed her that apple and she ate from it because it looked good. My cars, my, my houses. My everything I said I could do, I'm doing DIP everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I got the flies cold, Cavalli, Milano. I'm doing whatever I want to do. And some of these people, they're missing abuse, they're, they're misappropriating, uh, mis- mis- they're abusing authority. And uh, did you ever think about this? Who teach us how to be rich? Who teach us how to be rich? So when we get rich, we acting out because we knew money. New money, that's what they call it. So I was rich at 22 all the way to 30 before I got hit. Who taught me how to evolve? Mm. If anybody deserves it, you deserve it. It's covering subject predicate like this that yeah. really defy logic because a lot of people need to understand what's going on in society and how people view women and how women view themselves 
know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and how they're moving, what they're promoting when you're walking around as a ministry. So you got people that you already got in your head that you want to attract, but you don't know the substance of this person. And you got lies, manipulators, cunning people. Yeah. So you roll up on Mike back in the day, and this Mike space everywhere walking. People with money and people who are not rooted in God, and they want to come up, but you want to come up. So when they oust you and beat you because they got you now because you submitting to what they got, mm-hmm. next thing you know, you lost. And then you crying out. So you got the Bill Cosby's now. Mm-hmm. You got the chicks wanting to be active. Me, me too. You, you got the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. And you got people that saying, hey, um, yeah, I busted open back in the day to get a, I sold my soul for a role. But guess what? I got lured into it. No, you didn't. You wanted it. You engaged in it. And now you see it when you get older and you're irrelevant now. You say, you know what, man? The man tried me. And he did try you. He did abuse authority. But guess what? You had no respect for yourself. And you didn't. And you conformed. You know what I'm saying? To the standard of somebody that was immoral because you had immorals. So now you become moral. Now you say, hey, I want retribution. And they get so into whatever that, they mean, whoever that lady that looked like Kara's one with that Ninja Turtle shell nose is setting niggas up for life. Oh, man. Me Too movement, boy. God damn. And no, like, shout out to all the women that, that, that that's pushing for that because now men are scared to act out. And there's more of a safer society for women. Women got no excuses now. And I'm sitting in prison looking at that, and I said, yo, man, women are holding people responsible, but men have to start holding themselves responsible. A man ain't going to walk up to you and grab your ass no more. Am I right? You are. Yeah, but you can treat, but, them, but you can treat them according time, to that bullshit they got on. At the same time, you, you can't allow women to not be held accountable also. You know what I'm saying? And this is true. Yeah, with and the like, bullshit that, that they be wearing. No, you know what goes through that, that bullshit that they be wearing. You know what? They got their ass hanging out, nigga. I, what would you gonna come? Excuse me, Miss Lady. You know what I mean? If she but got, nah, she got. Yo, if it's a girl, but this is my thing, and I be telling all on main girls, all on main ladies, listen, all on main women. If it's girl, if a if a chick grab another chick ass, she turn around and keep dancing. She smack the shit out dude, of that nigga. That's but if the dude do it, then she act like she need therapy after that. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like and some of them crazy. That though. that fuck up society because it's like, goddamn, if you ain't like that, you ain't like that. But this woman, listen, I just seen women grab each other pussy in the middle of the dance floor and a dude walk by and slide by and he got that excuse me. Like, he a man and she a woman. Naturally, they attract each other. Come on, man. But, supposed to. Yeah, but but now... That's good, good, y'all. Now today, now today, you can, you you gotta hide your attraction. Like, like if, if you wear some, let's say you wear some gray sweatpants, right? They can talk about that shit to a sick and blue in the face. Oh my god, look at it. Even though they don't give a fuck, they look at it. But meanwhile, she can walk around her ass fat. You can't even work, you can't even appreciate that woman's body without her coming at you sideways. But yeah, that, so, hold up. Oh, so that woman didn't appreciate her own body by doing what? Getting a what? Getting a surgery. No, I ain't talking oh, about fake surgery. Butts are I'm talking about, I'm talking about, blood blood I'm talking about even just naturally fine women. When you when you like a woman's body and stuff, that like you supposed to look right through and be like, damn, she got a nice personality. No, like, no, nah, because like, God opened up the floodgates on them and said, look, man, you want to repent? Yeah, at some point, you got to repent. You got people like Fredo. I can, I'm gonna say, I this. Plenty I'm, of I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, y'all. And I told him this in the, in, the, in the way over here. He was one of maybe Nas. I mentioned Nas bachelor party because he never touched one of the women that I provided for his entertainment. Because mm-hmm. I did a lot of people bachelor parties. You know what I'm saying? Women entertained major celebrities. I was going to be blowing people's mind in my documentary. So 
Um, when Nas got married, he never touched one of the chicks. He loved Khalees. He loved Khalees. He loved you. Yeah, somebody text that to Khalees uh, DM or something. All right, so Fredo never touched one of the chicks. And one of the chicks actually digged him. He, he was a friend to her. When I got locked up, he be, he still was a friend to her. So you, you don't get real dudes like this because women I was around was probably the most requested women in Atlanta. Major celebrities. Like I said, I've been around uh, Michael Jordan. They approached me. I didn't approach nobody. I was a, a young, conceited dude. I was very arrogant, very arrogant back then. I wasn't humble. I was wearing, wearing this suit right here. <laughs> you had a lot of nice suits. You had a lot of uh, flashy suits. What is it? The loudest nigga in the room type of suits. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember watching you come up. You know what I mean? So, I ain't know nothing about hard bodies so, like so that until I saw you. You're watching man. a good show by a good dude, man. Yeah. Um, and uh, he always been grounded. But let me tell you some reason why I never even tried or even tried to get at your shorties because that was your business. And I respect the man's business. You feel me? It ain't for me to come step on your territory for me to have fun. You know what I mean? I respected that. I knew the rules already. You know what I mean? I come from an era of that wild stuff. You know what I mean? My peoples and my family used to have a uh, little brothels, whole houses and all of this back uh, gambling houses and all this stuff. I came up and certain things you just didn't do. It was a level of respect. You know what I mean? What you see, you don't tell, run back, all this and that. What goes on stays right there in that little community of people. You know what I mean? So that's the way I was raised. I was raised, I grew up with the old hustlers when they were shooting crap. They weren't no three dice, two dice, mm -hmm. drinking uh, gin. Everybody used to be on gin. I ain't know nothing about no brown looking back then. You know, you know what's crazy about it? So the, uh, ain't no funds if your homie can't have none. I read. A, I just listened to a documentary the other day because I'm getting in my documentary phase and sometimes look at others so you can make sure you be separate from everything. And the dude had me in his documentary. I was like, whoa. So it's kind of funny because my man who's sitting to my left right here, my man That's right here, so he be having these relevant points and stuff, man. I, I like when, when people do catch, you know, um, catch on to the conversation and add the substance. So mind you, when it come down to, like, just generally, the the homies can't have none. Mm -hmm. We come in and run a train on the chicks. Um, That's back in the day. You ain't running no trains so, nowadays. Yeah, so you, you ain't finna run a train on the chick no more because she gonna yell rape. Yeah. So you had people like Pop, who, if you know his story with old girl, yeah. they was running the train on her. And um, they with, with Mystical, with Mystical, they yeah. was running, and he did six years. Yeah. I think it was six or nine. And he did yeah. six years. Nah, he so, back in and out. Like, his shit nah, nah, he up. did six years straight. Mike Tyson, um, to this day, is a convicted rapist. He never got to charge off and he served his five years, yeah. and he got out. Pop died of a convicted rapist. Um, That's some horrible shit. That you know, on so, your mind you, we love Pop. Hip-hop community is the most embracing community ever. Now, um, the first person, watch this. How old are you? 37. Okay, you're 37, right? Yeah. Man, look like he's about 25. All right, so watch this. Do you know who it was who got the tattoos first in his face that motivated everybody to do it? Was it Wayne? It was Mike Tyson who copied Wayne. Mike Tyson, when, they, when he was you're tripping, he got the big, yeah. Everybody looked up to Tyson. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was funny. The black community looked, but Tyson is convicted rapists, but we don't judge him because we embrace him because he's a part of our culture. He's a part of our history. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the whole world is full of, of defects. Everybody got a closet. 
But who really enough to be like Tyson and say, man, I bit the man there off. Yeah, I fornicated. I committed a crime. I paid my time. And guess what? Now they got cartoons about to do. Right or wrong? Yeah. yeah. A convicted rapist. You know what I'm saying? I wrote around and said, Tupac caught a rape case around the same time Biggie used to beat on Faith. Dr. Dre slapped me, shade late, and y'all forgave him because y'all brought peace by Dre. Kim <laughs> Francis, girl, going wild. He's a 14-year-old girl as a poster child. Yep, he did it, but he was white and rich, so he got away with it. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I can't diss my man Kobe, um, RIP to Kobe, but I said Kobe committed a sodomy, mm-hmm. brought his wife a million-dollar ring for apology. Now, this is my philosophy. I committed a crime. Now y'all trying to abolish me. Yeah, the court, the court system. So for us. don't forget, I was the hustling flow. So you know, my my flows used to be off the chain back in the day, man. If you didn't know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I got a um song on YouTube. Um, God forgave me. A lot of people riding out to it. Got about four thousand views right now, and I never promoted it. So the word on the street was that I was back, and uh, he got you heard my song. When you look me up, you'll see. You got the platform to um, tell the people to go God check it gave, out. God forgave me on YouTube. Now, all this stuff new to me. I came in in a um, MySpace days. It was MySpace, just came out. So you, you, just, <laughs> you fresh. Space, you, ain't that you, move on MySpace. You like, yeah. I thought they were saying my name. I thought they were saying Mike, Mike Spade out, but they were saying Mike, MySpace. And I was like, yo, then guess who told me what they were saying? Yeah. ET the Entertainment. Oh wow! Hey, but um, <laughs> ET, ET the Entertainer. Yeah, I'm back. This ain't right? Louis Boy, right? Boy, uh, hey. say less. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. I'm That's back. how we do. You back? You right? You back here? And hey, you, watch that documentary, man. A real, a real, real documentary. Your author. Nah, it's, it's coming. Those of you just tuning in to the Kanye Boys podcast, this is the brother Mike Spade. Honor the pleasure to have him home after 13 year bid. You know, uh, this brother's now author, changed his life up. Uh, He's a soldier for God out here in these streets. And uh, can I say it's okay to say you're a life coach now? You help women motivate and put their mind state in a better relationship, better family situations, better mind states, you know. He ain't using his gift of gab for the the, the what for the financial gain nah, anymore. For the greater good, man. Okay, we'll say that. You know, well, you know, you know. For the greater good. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying I'm here to if I could be the first brother to tell you, I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? You made a change in life. You know what I mean? You're here. Kanye Boy Podcast. You got a platform to express yourself and get it off your chest. You know what I mean? Did you apologize to any of the women they say you had in the 50 or the 300? Nah, you, you know what? I, I, you know, the word, Would you like to today? The, the word sorry is an adjective that serves as a modifier for a noun. So when you say sorry, you say I'm sorry, Ted. I'm sorry, Jill. I'm sorry, Bill. But um, I wouldn't say, uh, say sorry. I just said apologize. No, nah, I'm saying, but the word sorry... Uh, uh, being an apology, I'm trying to I'm trying to geek someplace. Go ahead, I'm listening. So so watch this. So when you're saying sorry, it, the word needs to come flesh. Everything that you say should be able to be um, not a modifier for a name or a situation or a person or a thing, but it should be something that you could turn flesh. So what I'm doing by good works, um, I'm assuring through new legislation. I'm dealing with bureaucrats in the congressional seats right now. I'm dealing with somebody at the local municipal, um, DeKalb County. Um, I'm trying to get laws passed. Um, that would actually assure that um, women will be secure when they enter the um, private set, the enterprise that I was engaging in, um, which is adult entertainment. Um, at 22 years old, they say there's magazine articles. I wish we could pull it up on the screen where they said I was the king of adult underground at 22 years old. You know what I'm saying? Uh, back in the day when magazines was like the big thing, now everything is online. 
But um, no, I'm, I'm going back. And sometimes your calling is to undo what you've done, correct what you've wrong, fix what you broke. So um, I've been called to do some things. Um, surely um, there would be federal legislation. And I'm just going to keep it real. Why should a woman be 18 years old and be allowed to be in the vicinity? Why she got to be 21 to enter, 21 to drink? I'm working on that right now. So um, a lot of the college women back in the day, because there was no augmentation in music videos, which yeah. me being a castaway, so I had to go get sassy college women. So now I'm going to protect my sisters and make sure that when they come to Atlanta, um, they can't go straight into the strip club at 18 years old. We're going to kill that. And we know that um, bartenders often get these women 19, 20-year-old, 18-year-old drinks. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kill that because what God has for you is for you. He called me to do this, and this is what's going to be done. I got the um, the, the words, the idiom, the, the lingo. Um, I'm sagacious versus their unsagacious. There's a lot of these bureaucrats, they engage in that type of activity. You know what I'm saying? They go to these strip clubs on the low. And you ain't old enough to drink. You ain't old enough to think. Come on. It, I like that. And if I got to come in the club <laughs> and be 21, why why are you allowed to be in the same club at 18? True. So so now we're going to fix these laws. We're going to do some things. And um, that's it, man. That, that's it. That's what I'm doing. So so that's my start. You know what I'm saying? Okay. By, um, by, you know, and, and for all the women that um, I did, um, misuse and abuse according to putting them in the wrong atmosphere and the lifestyle that's very addictive right now. Stripping is, is they're going to be taxation laws. Right now, um, there's an unregulated private set there in the private. You know what I'm saying? Um, they're the only people, they legalize hustlers. They don't pay taxes. Um, recently, they've been suing strip clubs. Strippers have been suing strip clubs. Mm. Um, have you heard about that? No, I'm just well, Strippers have been saying shit. that they wasn't um, being, uh, they weren't paying they were getting paid overtime on yeah. uh, the um, Fair Labor Standards Act, which is FLSA, assures that everybody should be getting a minimum wage, but they just played themselves. That's the way the devil works. So they played themselves and they um, got these lawsuits and they made the strip clubs pay them back pay, right? So now they just literally got federal law that said that they're employees. They're no longer independent contractors, meaning they don't have, they're not self employed anymore. So they're really, by federal law, they're what? They're employees, so guess what we're gonna do? You want to strip? We're gonna cut you a check. Yeah. Now you're getting paid. What? What's the minimum wage? Uh, what? What is it now? Did it go up? You should have never locked me up. Now you hit. You hit. I used to run it one way, but now I come back, and things are gonna happen another way. You never know what God is doing. You yeah. never know what you're gonna do it through. So why? Why you running around and you getting all this money? You making two hundred, three hundred thousand? You know and I'm saying, you used to call me the hip hop pimp. Now you're gonna call me the hip hop player hater. Because I used to I, 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 I used to be like this. Now you can be a player, you call me player. You can be a gigolo, now I'm gonna be a sucker for love. You call me a pimp? Huh? Okay, but, but, but like we live in a pimp, a pimp a, like our society is, is pimping. Like even when you look at what the government do. Amen. Everything that Amen. we do is being pimped. Like you look at the people waiting on their income tax check. Mm-hmm. They waiting on their money that they they took from them. So then well, after you that, get retribution. But after Trump they go, about to get away a thousand dollars. Hold on, hold on. But shit. but add up everything the average person go. They go. You go to the grocery store. You get taxed again. Mm-hmm. Let's say you want to go out to eat. You get taxed again. You get taxed you for, every, for everything. But they taking it out your pay when you go. You go to work, you work hard and stuff, they take it out your pay. You go to the doctor, they t- they they tax you. Everybody is taxing you. So you being pimped. So, okay, so, <laughs> and now you look at it like that, everybody always have authority over something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, he could cut off the podcast right now. Ain't nothing yeah. I could do about it because I don't know how to work it. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And and, and and you could talk over me, and if you're saying something that's relevant, I got to listen. Yeah. So now we're in a phase where you can talk about it, but what you going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? If you don't like something, you change it. You know what I'm saying? I don't like the system because mm-hmm. the system is full of people who was law illiterate. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people want to talk about this political innuendo about about why people are locked up, why it's mass incarceration, because we're the most creative people in the world. Yeah, We are. We're very creative. Black people are very creative. You know what I'm saying? So mind you, we're creative without knowing the parameters of what we can do and what we can't do because we don't have fair rules crim. We don't have that big thousand-page book, um, I mean, mm-hmm. million-page uh, million book that, that show us what laws and what's the parameters of law, what's the charging element of law. Yeah. If we engage in a conspiracy, how we co-conspired, we didn't even know. Redemption yeah, 4.5. We, like, we like the lions in the circus. So if you want to cure mass incarceration, anybody that's listening, because we know if you listen to this show, today is your day to actually exercise the things that you're hearing. Because the reality of it is, if you're hearing the show and you're interested in mass incarceration, it's based upon law illiteracy. People don't know the law. They're yeah. dumbest. And, and when you're moving and it's working and it keep working, and then somebody try to hit you with a um, a 924G, you're going to think that's a, a Porsche, but it's really 924G is possession with a gun. Mm-hmm. But if I go to the dude on the street and I say, bro, man, he's going to get you a 924G. He said, that's that new Porsche, ain't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he say, I say, man, you're going to get you a, 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 US, a USC uh, 3351. I say, yo, that's that private jet. I'm going to say, yeah, you're going to fly. That's a conspiracy charge. You're going to fly? But yeah. so are you educating your brothers in the street? Are you going to learn the law and teach somebody else the parameters of what they could do and what they can't do? Sometimes you ain't got to tell them you can't do this. You say, here go the law, dog. You want to go ahead and hustle me? Don't say, hell no. Nah. Yeah, everybody got yeah, consequences. Yeah, look at that. Because yeah. I do all this. I do everything that's in this, this law book. So the, white, so the white man or the black man, the prosecutor, whoever go to school, they prosecuting us. And they don't even have sympathy, and we ain't know the law. They feel like you're morally right. But what if my dad or my mom ain't teach me no better morally? What yeah. if he ain't take me to church? What if they ain't send me down to school? What if my mom was on drugs? What if my dad was never home? So the system is messed up, and it takes somebody like him with a platform, like him with a platform, and like me who got the knowledge to drop on these folks because these people ain't smarter than me because I've been through it. I, I'm well-versed. I'm sagacious. I've been through it. I got what they call a corporate knowledge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, now it's, it's time to make some moves. Big up yourself, man. Yeah. I like the new you, brother. Dropping yeah. knowledge, you feel me? Man, we just, a lot of years later, man. For the moves, for the moves some mountains, man. Yeah, you hear to talk you, about it. Hey, back in the day, I used to use that to talk a chick out of their own clothes and bang them in a the mall, corridor. Yeah. I don't know how I used to do that stuff, bro. Right in the club. How you meet a chick and bang them in the club, bro? Some of them didn't <laughs> even make it up to the hotel room. <laughs> right there in the bathroom lobby. No, forgive me. No, forgive me. I'm joking. Hey, forgive me. I'm still banging them out in the mall. Lord, the Lord, see your DM play boy. If any one of y'all know Lord, y'all hit curly hair black boy on IG. They just had him on unsung the hey, other day. Hit him oh. up, hit him up, and say, Lord. look, Mike Spade is home. Hit the man up, man. You already know what it is, young. You Lord. know what it is, man. I'm Lloyd, Lloyd took a hit because he uh, he crossed his team when things got slow over there at Murder Inc. He went and did a song with him, right. and they blackballed. That mean they cut off his check, his money. That's why he was running around doing all the songs with everybody. They had it on his unsung. Yeah, but Jazzy picked him up, though. Jazzy yeah, Jazzy picked him up. He was, you know, trying to stay afloat. Yeah, with that's that, my you know. young boy, man. You know, and, and him. Very talented. Uh, Jay Young. You know, reach out to, um, what is it? Jay Young, MDK. You living with, um, with, um, 
Um, Jamie Foxx now in California. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see, bro. I'm back. I used to come pick you up from Fort Ward. There's a lot of y'all dudes out there, man, who know I'm back. Big up to Coach K. You did your thing. Shout out to Coach K. You over I there, see Coach K. Coach K. He put the numbers in my phone. Hey, hey let me get the phones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you um, that, uh, quality control music. No, big, big up the Dallas Austin and all the big dogs out there that's showing love. Molly you know G. Um, um, you know, like I said, but y'all watch the documentary, man. It's about that time for me to get up out of here. Look, I enjoyed y'all, man. I appreciate and, uh, you. All the ladies, too, man. To all the ladies, um, Sonya Davis, you know what I'm saying? Sakita, um, Gail, uh, y'all stay up, sisters, man, and, and just know that us brothers, we're going to fall short of the glory of God. And that um, without you knowing God, you don't understand what people outside of the glory of God. So make sure you get close to God. So when God sends you the man, if you have the man in your house, that you honor him. Can I tell you some hell stuff too, bro? You remember that time, me and you, uh, we rode in the 745, we went to the post office. We mailed off my package to Fast and Furious. You end up getting locked up, so we never know if we got that call back. Yeah. I would have probably been a movie star right now. Uh, you, know, you, know you remember that? He was like, yo, you had your man on the line. He was like, send me the package. Boom. It was just that. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, and that's for the documentary because. That they, was crazy. They, they, know, they knew the multifaceted aspect of me. So I had this casting thing. I had all this connection. In you really did casting. And, 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 and TV, but I wanted to be a player. I wanted to be like Luke. Luke, Luke messed my head up as a kid. Luke had a teen club. He had an adult club on Luke some Diesel Fifth Street. He had a teen club on 84th Street. I'm 15 years old, dancing with a chick 22 years old that's a Luke dancer that busting it open on me, pulling up. A, you messed me up. So you, I felt. You chased that. He was saying that the other so, day. Yeah. He was saying that to me the other day. But, you know what I mean? I was like, man. So <laughs> Luke, might lose you was perverted back then, then, bro. You like, nah, that's not good. <laughs> he ain't ready. Hey. He was like, like, this is the, the you know what I mean? Because I know we, we, when we was growing up, we, I ended up seeing. We we alright, this is a story. We had, uh our dog used to run out run up under these people gate. It was a rock wall over there, right? So we go back there to get our dog, he run out all the time. And we look through these people who jump and they was in there having origin. We were a little bit of kids. Uh, so every one. day, it was like every day we used to go over there and watch the origins every night. <laughs> So yeah, watch through the, the whole goddamn hood, everybody. How many watches you had? Huh? How many watches you had? Let me finish this up. But look here. That's some shocking we, shit. We watched see. that shit, and I'm talking about, listen, it was like it was like times 10, though. It wasn't like it was just a dude. It, it was like yeah, people coming with, with, with masks on and shit. Eggs. They was like putting all kind of shit, making each other buffet. It was like you the stayed, kinkiest shit. You, know, you stayed next door to... Uh, Hugh Hefner? It was just some shit that just happened. You know, a little kid going uh, in there. Boys you just don't oh, hold on, hold on. They're playing. No, there's some people's houses. We looking through some people's windows. Yeah. You feel me? Use the original look, Like the whole time. back thing. No, listen, we little kids. So little kids, you go in there like, damn, the dog, they got a rock wallet, but the rock wallet nice as hell. So all us back there, the dogs are sitting up there. We all looking at these folks have origin. So, of course, the little kids. <laughs> that sounds like a movie. The little kids going to go back, and they going to be like, hey, yo. They doing this and doing that, that. So next thing you know, it was like every day it was more people. This is back then, like every day at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you see that shit, like little shit like that. Now you go into school and you with these 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 girls and you youngin, you know what I'm saying? So you, oh, you ahead of them. Hey, like yo, I see you just had something. Another Let me lick this off you. And, and uh, like real talk, I feel like Donald Trump is a gangster. You know what I'm saying? I feel like uh, Obama. I feel like all politicians is gangster. I feel like George Bush. Because gangster is just on a different scale, you know what I'm saying? So it's like when you talk about gangster, I feel like it, 
Like, what's the what's the definition? The definition is a, is a person that have um, the head of an organized crime. If you look it up right now, yeah. So that's what gets me. So that is right. I feel um, like the, the police um, politics is organized crime. You're yeah. Right. It is organized crime because whatever we lack the knowledge of and they engage in it, yeah. it's not organized because the world is under one infrastructure. So if we don't understand what they're doing. We're in a state of lunacy, so we're being guided. Yeah. They're setting parameters to benefit the government. So it is organized crime because poor people getting robbed. Yeah. Get Always. Robbed. Come robbed. on, man. Then when you go to the crime, it's rich crime and there's the poor. What they Where do you fit in at? Like the laws, whatever they feel like it is, the people up there. They make up new laws. Yeah, I'm saying they make up new laws, but they making up all the laws that they breaking. So like at one point in time, slavery, that was like, let's say you got a gangster for slavery. He was against slavery. He was like breaking all the rules of slavery. Not turning like bless yeah, up yourself. He a gangster for slavery. You know what right. I mean? So like I feel like like far as like, like IQ, you know what I mean? He might have been a fake gangster, but I feel like he kind of made a way for a lot of people too though. But nah, he made that, a lot of people he lot of a way for a lot of error. Mm-hmm. Because the reality of it is, you, he he created the way for Pac. So Pac came with the thug life, but in reality, it's a West Coast thing because the reality of it is, it, it, it was birthed in, in Cali. Those brothers uh-huh. came up under Eazy-E on the brother. Eazy-E was the gangster. Eazy-E was the muscle. Eazy-E was the influence to them. Eazy-E couldn't write raps like that. But Ice Cube, their team and the formula that they had, Dre produced. It worked out well for them to make they stone and hip-hop, yeah. you know what I mean? The way they paved it, you know what I mean? Because every rapper that we see nowadays ain't gangsters too. Now, you ever been at, uh, where we've been at the video shoots back in the day? Now, I'm going to tell you who was gangster. Them niggas around Jeezy. Not saying Jeezy wasn't gangster, but I remember seeing a duffel bag full of guns come out. Well, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there because I broke my first 745 because I saw um, Amari, who was old dog, and yeah. I saw Jeezy, um, who was dog, literally in the street. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say uh, me and uh, 745 back to Batman old dog. I saw them ride through. Um, so when Amari got down with BMF, I was like, yo, what's that? He said a quarter to eight. I said, quarter to what? Yeah. Said, Look, man, he said this thing talk, press button. First. Yep. 745 I was the first computerized press button start card. Yeah. So mind you, the car cost like ninety thousand back then. You know what I'm saying? You had one. Um, it didn't cost fifty or forty, it cost like ninety some thousand. And I went to the lot and I caught me one because I saw them riding around. I saw um Jeezy and I saw old dog pushing that around forward. That was their hustle. So he was a hustler, he was a dope dealer. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, they were the first group of people that Meech recruited in that and that um for for out of Atlanta because they had they had an area that they had on lock back then. You know what I'm saying? So he fronted them, and that's the way that process started. Can I tell you something about all the brothers that's hustlers that's on top of their game, and, and even for that time and the era? Y'all are what y'all call masterminds. You, you, you found the glitch in the matrix, and you multiply that poor income they set up, up to have, which is working them regular-ass jobs, fast food, all that dumb shit. Like, you, 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 you went to whatever that deep-ass thought in your head was like, I'm going to do this. And you, you put your everything in it, and you capitalize on it. I salute every dude that ever did that, from the Big Meech, the Mike Spades, the Jeezys. Uh, you talk about dudes that got it from the ground up and, and taking your talent and really believing in your talent, not to work a job and go out here in the life and make uh, uh, a future for your family, bro, and and, and your, your your younger seeds to come up with that generational wealth. You know what I mean? I applaud you guys too, bro. You know what I mean? You may, you may have took that loss to rehabilitate yourself and make you better, but it slowed you all the way down. For the future, so you could be here to see what's going on to make a change 
or what's going on today. Boy, anyway, that, that was deep right there, man. Because I'm a brother that's been out here, and all of my all my peoples around me got took away from me. You know who I had to go to? God at that point. I had to get down on my knees and humble myself, right? Because I was left with a a, a, a a nice little situation to take off and become somebody that wouldn't have been me. I probably wouldn't have been sitting here. You feel me? And, and, and God give you a chance when it comes to that fork in the road. Which way you going to go? He's going to give you a, a chance. Like you say, he give you a chance to repent, but a brother's going to repent. Uh-huh. I repented to him for everything I did and got away with. And that's why I have a better life now because he gave me a choice. He everybody said, everybody ain't got to get busted in the head like me. I was a rebellion. God called me at 25 years old. Back in the day, my name was Slim Goody. Mm-hmm. I showed you the magazine articles on it. Every name I ever created, I blew up. It's kind of funny. So I called him Food him, but he switched out and said, I'm Fredo. Yeah. But he blew. If you go back and look up on YouTube, you'll see Fredo Date, you'll see um, Food Stamp. You won't Food even Stamp say Fredo there. So, yeah. mind you, what I'm saying, being able to evolve. So, this might be the beginning of something that he already had in him to go to the next level. He might leave him and go somewhere else. But the reality of it is, is that where they go, he'll be able to say, yo, yo, come on, let's go. Because you just never know what's happening. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. back in the day, like he said, man, I was uh, putting in the paper, um, necessary um, paperwork for him to um, do Fast and Furious, which would have been a no-brainer for him. But like I said, I got locked up. So when you take the good seed and the bad seed and you don't get rid of the bad seed, God to cut the tree and put it in the fire, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and save the goodness of you and then, fill, uh, and then sprinkle it and, and take you to the next level, man. So I'm yeah. back, man, and it's kind of um, cool to see my people still up. Man, everybody ain't got to go to jail, man. Everybody ain't got to get their hair popped and get right, man. It just took me to get my hair right, man, you know, to disappear for a minute. Well, I'm proud of you, brother. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Kanye Boys podcast. Yo, what's up? Hey, thank you so much. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You now into to the Kanye Boys podcast. I'm Kanye Boy Fredo Davis. I'm Kanye Boy Ron the Don. And we talk the best ish. ish. You heard? So thank you for tuning in right now to the Kanye Boys podcast, man. Go follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Christian Mingles. Kanye Boys podcast. We everywhere. <laughs> you never there. Show up to blow up. Yeah. <laughs>